You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 492 of Podcateers. This week, many are gearing up for the week of sales that are coming. A company gives someone a new car because their cup works. Reports say that we're at risk of losing Wallace and Gromit. Paradise Garden Group releases a $50 sandwich. Yes, 5-0. Dave Filoni takes control of Star Wars. The next Disney draft is coming. And we wrap up the episode with great moments with Mr. Andrew covering facts about 2015 and 2016. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. On that page, you'll also find a link to our latest episode, a link to the Quizneyland playlist. If we're running any type of fundraiser, you'll find a link or some information about the fundraiser there as well. Plus, you'll find links for our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to our happier calls when we get an opportunity to do those, random giveaways, and a special section of Discord just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So I'm going to wrap up this intro so we can jump right into the episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. But, of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 492 of Podcateers. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. No, they're not. Sometimes, I mean, it just depends on the deal that you're getting, right? Because I think most people wait for this weekend that's coming up because they love the Black Friday sales. They love the Cyber Monday deals. And so they spend their entire year waiting for that TV that they used to have to camp out for outside of a Best Buy Mm -hmm. to be on sale now on Amazon when two months ago it was the sale price for Black Friday, but then they just happened to jack up the price for a month or two so that it looked like you're getting a discount <laughs> on Black Friday. And so this is what <laughs> dreams are made of. You got to do your research because there's there's plenty of websites out there that'll tell you when the actual best time to buy like a TV. I think like what is it? I think like Labor Day or something is like the best time for TVs. And then like Veterans Day is the best time for mattresses and and da 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 da. There's there's like a whole like subsection of the Internet that's just about when it's the best time, when the best deals hit for each category you're looking for. I don't know if you use any of those like comparison sites or apps for Amazon specifically, but there's a site not sponsored by the way in any way i just 
use the site a lot. It's camel, camel, camel. And you just take the link of the product, you throw it into the Camel 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 website, and it gives you this graph at the bottom of mm-hmm. all the prices that it's been for the entire lifetime of the product or in the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And so anytime I want to buy something like big ticket, I always check that website because it will give me this like... You know, if I like you were saying, like if I wait maybe till Labor Day or like any time in the summer, like will it go back down to this? And it gives me an idea of how much I'm being lied to <laughs> by mm-hmm. Amazon for those like sale prices. Uh, thankfully, there was a couple of things that came up in my feed as far as like, hey, you know, these are on sale this weekend that actually were on sale. Like they had not been that price ever like it was a hundred dollars less than what they were previously so i i hopped on and got those items that i wanted so it it kind of worked out for me you know but i recommend that you always check because especially on amazon they have this crazy algorithm that will also serve different prices to different people in different regions for the exact same product So if you're signed in as a Prime member, it might also show up as a different price for you. If you view the same link on like a a private tab, it may also serve you a different price. So just just be conscious that Amazon likes to try to get as much money out of you. And I think there's actually like a class action lawsuit that's in the works because people found out that the algorithm was doing this, that they were jacking up the price on things like a month or two before prime day specifically so that it looked like it was taking this crazy dive on prime day. But if you looked historically like camel, 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 or all these other plugins you can get for your browser, apparently they were seeing that the trends were that there were even times that the product was even cheaper than on prime day. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, there's your Amazon lesson for the day. (laughs) The Amazon lesson you didn't think you needed. The one I use is Honey. Have you used Honey before? I've seen it advertised a lot, but I've never actually tried it. What's nice, uh, Honey does a similar thing. They will, you know, it'll, you know, it's like a browser extension or whatever on Chrome. And, you know, it'll go... Uh, you know, if you go on Amazon or any of their shopping things, it'll pop up and it'll have like coupons, but it also has like points oh, okay. or whatever. So I've just I haven't logged into my honey in a while, but we started talking about it and it looks like I have uh where did it go? I have two thousand two hundred and thirty five points I've uh accrued over wow. The lifetime, so that's worth twenty two dollars and thirty five cents. I can put in my PayPal account, apparently. Ooh. Uh, huh. So, and that works. Honey works with according to things that I've bought on here. Uh, that I got points for was Shop Disney, Home Depot, Walmart, FedEx, Groupon. Oh, these are old. Shop Disney, Etsy. <laughs> um, Target, Sears, just all kinds of different places that you can get. Like nice. the points, I think more don't work on Amazon, but like a lot of other places, you can get points for. Um, but the Honey also has that that graph, um, 
Oh, okay. Of the past, like it That's goes to up to like the past 120 days. Um, nice. So I'm looking at that like. Seems... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm looking at like right now. I just clicked on something I was looking at, which are permanent Christmas lights uh, for a house. They're like they go under your eaves, kind of thing. I've, I've, yeah. People, people have been showing them on like I've, I've had them in my account for a while, but they've become like a like big internet thing as of late. Um, I've seen them so, a lot on TikTok. Yeah, so they're it says Black Friday deal, thirty three percent off for the two ninety nine list price four forty nine, and so you go in here into the the honey dealio and it will show me the last uh you know there have been price dips the lowest that it has been was before this was october 16th it was 336 and so black friday it's 299 so that is a good deal when it's normally oh. it bounces anywhere from 350 to 450 depending on the right on the sale so it does look like there are some some deals out there but yeah i think it's you know probably a smart thing to do to use you know camel 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 or honey or any of i know i have like a racketon yeah thing as especially well that one. or i think i had mm -hmm. one that was capital one had one or like there's a bunch of different ones that have that kind of track those things so just be safe out there when shop it don't get ripped off right yeah I just I well my browser forced uh, an update right so mm -hmm. Microsoft did its thing and they you know forced updated Edge and Windows and all that stuff and uh it's I feel like it's been there a, a few versions now but I always turn it off because it's just annoying every time it pops up but the the Edge browser now uses Bing. And it can pop something up that's very similar to what you're describing with the Honey uh, mm -hmm. integration. Um, but it, this seems to be powered directly by Microsoft. Like, it seems gotcha. to be an actual Bing thing. Um, but that's why it sounded a little familiar. But, yeah, you're right. I think if you're going to be making a big purchase, don't let these major retailers just kind of tell you, like, hey, you know, this is this is a great sale when it it might not be. Uh, but, I mean, there are great sales out there, right? Like, for instance, if you are, again, not sponsored. None of this is sponsored, by the way. This is just, like, some of the stuff that's popped up for us. But if you were considering being a D23 member, I posted this on Discord. But for Black Friday, you can get 40% off a D23 gold membership, which is pretty significant because the single D23 membership, I think, is $100. And the... The family, the one with the two memberships, is 130. So 40% off is a pretty significant discount. And if you sign up for your membership anytime between now and December 30th or December 31st, I believe. Uh, you, I mean, if you if you get the if you get this during the Black Friday deal, then you get the 40% off. After that, I don't know if they're going to have a discount anymore. But if you sign up between now and the end of the year, you still get that like Mickey milestone statue that they had announced at D23. Uh, mm -hmm. I know uh, a bunch of people that have gotten theirs. Like my wife got hers like two weeks ago, I think. That late? And wow, they're so, taking forever yeah, to send those out. Yeah, they, they did take a while to send them. But uh, if you sign up for it, you know, if you really wanted the milestone statue, it's, you know, it's great. There's a lot of opportunities to do stuff.
when you're a D23 uh, gold member. So uh, 40% off is nothing to scoff at, especially with, with Disney stuff, right? Because Disney stuff doesn't always go, you know, that deep of a discount uh, unless you're like shopping at like Company D or something, which not everybody has access to. But I was just telling Mel and Andrew earlier that I I really want one of those like Disney trains, like either the monorail or like the Disneyland Railroad. Like I've seen the train sets that they have at Disneyland, but they're like two hundred dollars, and I never see it on sale. Like it just it's always the same price. They have like a what looks like kind of like a cheaper version on Shop Disney, which is like one hundred and fifty bucks. And I and I looked at it. I was like, it's on, it's finally on sale. Oh wow, your the product you want is on sale. It's ten dollars off. That's not even enough to cover the tax on a hundred and fifty dollars where I live. So I'm still not getting it. Still too much. It's still not on sale to me. Like you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. this forty percent off for the D twenty three gold membership is it's a pretty sweet deal actually. So. Uh, was there anything you were eyeballing for Black Friday or Cyber Monday this year? Mm, a few things. Um, possibly a monitor. Um, I think for sure one of those. But other than that, somebody that's needs a new camera stand. Oh yes, that too. actually. It, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So far it works. Yeah, my tripod broke like yesterday. So today it's like on the monitor itself. <laughs> It's working. <laughs> yeah, it that works. Hey, it's working. It was an inge- when you sent us the picture. It was an <laughs> ingenious way of setting it up. So, yeah. the thing about being crafty is that in a pinch you can always come up with like a, a cool solution for something, right? So, yeah, I mean it worked out. You don't always need that. Andrew, what about you? Anything you were um, this year? I have a problem with buying things close to Christmas. So I'm not supposed to buy anything for myself this close to Christmas because I'm told that I'm very uh. hard to shop for because I buy all the things that I want. Um, so I get Same. banned. I get like told I'm not supposed to buy things. So that gives other people the opportunity to buy the things for me. So I don't really have anything. I keep putting stuff on like Christmas lists and stuff, you know, because... Uh, you know, again, my wife got buy me stuff and my mom buys me presents and, you know, whatever people buy me presents. And so I try to put stuff on there. I was looking at some of the stuff that's on my Amazon wish list, And here's like, I found an example of where they did raise and lower the prices for Black Friday. It's a microphone arm, uh, that I'm looking at. This one's a cheapy one that I have now. It's kind of squeaky sometimes. So looking at a different one and it's, you know, it goes... The price, you know, October thirty first, forty two thirty nine, all the way through November ninth, forty two thirty nine, November tenth, fifty two ninety nine, and then November fifteenth dropped back down to forty two thirty nine, saying it's a Black Friday deal. So nice. There's, but yeah. So there's, there's yeah, again another instance of the apps. Uh, uh, helping you make sure that this is at least as good of a deal as you can get, even if it's as cheap as it was before, um, but not like an amazing deal. So I've got nothing really. I've I I more have to figure out the things that uh, I want to put on my Christmas list because most of the time it's either like a bunch of technology 
crap or I don't know. I, I have a hard time because, like I said, I buy myself the stuff that I want when I see it, <laughs> especially because if it's like a I, I got into this uh, kick of buying T-shirts from this one specific guy and they're like the like you pre-order it and then they make the run and then that's it. So I'm like, I'm uh, sorry, I I have to buy this because I want this shirt and I don't want to not have this shirt. So I bought like five t-shirts from the same guy in like <laughs> two months because it was just a bunch of Indiana Jones shirts that I had to have. Don't um, blame you. <laughs> oh, they're so good. They're my favorite shirts. Um, <laughs> and you're taller, so you're like, you know, it gets harder when you're, you know, when you have specific needs like that. Well, I've, I've, I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but if not, I have the longest torso in the world, I'm pretty uh, certain. I'm six foot three inches tall and my pant length is 30. And so my pant length and my pants are baggy on me at a 30 length. So if you know anything about pants, that's basically the shortest pants you can buy is is a 30 length. Sometimes you can get a 29 length pant for for guys pants in the like normal store. Um, So I'm six foot three, which is pretty tall, you know, you know, taller than than most with the shortest pants you could buy. So t-shirts are a little hard to, uh, I mean, most shirts are just hard to wear because I feel sometimes it's a, like a Winnie the Pooh situation up in here. A crop top. Where, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so having finding a place that sells shirts that are a little longer or fit a little boxier or something so they end up being a little longer is, that that's my, my thing that I always have an issue with. So, having companies that make tall versions of the same design shirts and things like that, where they have the extra like four inches on the bottom of the shirt um, really like is appreciated for us uh, tall folk who, (laughs) who have, uh, you know, long, the longest torsos on the planet. If you, if you have a long torso, hit us up in discord, hit me, you know, we can, uh, we can uh, share our troubles together. Bond over. (laughs) We can bond over and talk about where where to get the best T-shirts because all I wear is T-shirts anyway. So it's and like that's finding a pl- that's t-shirts. a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So that went somewhere not where the question was, but yeah, I'm not allowed to buy things, so I don't have anything that I'm going to buy. <laughs> Hopefully, you know what? Yeah. I'll say this. Hopefully, Christmas presents for other people. I'm going to be looking for because I've got nieces and nephews to buy for, so I'll probably be looking trying to come up with ideas for them. I know one. Is very into Hot Wheels right now, so I'm gonna see if I can find some Hot Wheels deals. Oh, nice. Um, so that that's probably honestly the the real answer is is finding presents for other people that that are on the list to buy for. Yeah, I'm kind of on a, on the same boat. The biggest purchase uh, of the two things that I was kind of scoping. One of them was for me, and it was one that I've been desperately needing for a while, and that was. Uh, a storage upgrade for my computer because I just kept running out of space. Mm -hmm. And so when the drive went on sale, I jumped on it because it was a a pretty big drive and the price drop was significant enough that, you know, it was worth me purchasing it. Uh, And anybody out there that's working with any type of video editing or graphic editing, especially with the Adobe suite knows that any of those applications love to eat up cache space. And so now 
my goal is to move my existing stuff to the bigger drive and then keep this smaller drive as just a cache drive, right? That way, I, you know, I, I never run into these problems because it slows down your computer. And uh, like I've, I've, there's been multiple times where I haven't been able to save a document because I ran out of cache space. Ugh. Like make that make sense. Right. Instead of Adobe being like, well, let me clear out some cash so that you can save your thing. Nah. Instead, it just sits there with a 50 gig paging file, you know, so that it can cache my my documents. So, yeah, this is going to solve several issues for me. So when I saw this to go on sale, I was like, yeah, I need to get this today. Like this is this is perfect. But outside of that, just keeping an eye out on things that the kids want, like for Christmas and, you know, get them a couple of items and couple of items off the the christmas list for sure uh cool cool if there's anything out there that anybody wants to share uh any great black friday or cyber monday scores share them over on discord uh i'm always happy when somebody can score like a really great deal on something yeah Uh, i know that we've seen like some really cool stuff on on like at Costco recently, uh, our friend Heather, also an FGP squad member, uh, posts a lot of Costco stuff. And every time she posts it, I get like super jealous because for some reason, like she gets all the really cool stuff. And then I show up like a day or two later and it's all gone. Like it's never there. anymore, uh. <laughs> Right. So it, it's always frustrating uh, so you know, she must know the drop I days wish, when Costco's loading. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start paying floor. attention to that pattern because <laughs> apparently that's what's happening. Like she just happens to go on the day things are dropping, so maybe there's a pattern, or I'm just gonna ask her straight out if she knows because yeah. that might just be the case. Or we yeah. could just yeah. open up a tab with Heather, like we did with Andrew and Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, there you and go. And Larry, every time he goes to the parks, like, yes. yeah, like I got an open, open all the Venmo tabs. tab with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another uh, Black Friday tip I thought of because I just remembered I'm going to do this. I always end up, if, if you're into smart home stuff, if you have a, a Amazon smart speaker, I won't say it just in case people are listening and it'll trigger it. If you if you say, you know, the spark speaker's name and say, what's my deals? Usually on Black Friday, they'll either have a smart light bulb or a smart plug or something for like five bucks that you can only order through oh, cool. uh, the speaker itself. So okay. if if I I've I've amassed a small army of um smart plugs <laughs> at my house um from getting these deals it's you know usually like the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Prime Day, things like that um the uh, you can get these uh the, they usually have the deals I haven't checked yet uh, it's not Black Friday yet technically so I don't know if I haven't tried yet so we'll see um I'll report back if I get it maybe on discord or something uh, see what those deals are. We say, what's my deals. They'll tell you, and you can keep flipping through cause there's usually exclusive deals on, on there too, versus just on the website. That's good to know. I have to give that a shot. See what I get playing the Amazon roulette of deals. <laughs> exactly. Hey, since we're talking about products, I just wanted to share this really fun story that I saw over on TikTok. Uh, there's been this crazy explosion of people 
and their Stanley Cups and Stanley Cup dupes available in the TikTok shop, blah, 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 for 30% off with coupon, blah, 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 right? Is that that hockey thing? No. The, no, no, it's something totally different. That took me a moment. That's the cup. That's the cup. Um, the Stanley but that's Cup. that's a big silver thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a big silver thing that you carry uh-huh. over your head. This one, it's just like a thermos, but a mug. It's a smaller mug. Not a, not a trophy. It's an insulated <laughs> mug. Hey, it's not a trophy. It's an insulated mug. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I know. I know. Uh, I'm, Stanley, I'm making a joke. I'm being a little butt over here. <laughs> so Stanley, you know, became very popular. Yeah. He like made Marvel. He's very popular. Like <laughs> him. Yes. And... Stanley did do that. Uh, Jack Kirby. Yes. Jack they, uh, Kirby. They worked together on a lot of things. Hey, I got more of these so, coming, uh, so just be be aware. <laughs> <laughs> so this cup company <laughs> saw a TikTok from this uh, this person that was showing off their car, and the car basically burst into flames. I don't know what happened exactly, but the clip that they showed on TikTok, the the car was wrecked. It was completely burnt. And one of the things that survived was this insulated mug that we were speaking of in the center console. They walk us through the car. They're like, hey, look, my car was on fire, completely gone. My mug made it through the fire. And they pick up the mug and they shake it. And apparently there's still water and ice inside of the mug. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say how true or how you know, not true that was. I don't know. It could very well be true. But the manufacturer of said mug apparently saw this TikTok that they posted and they said, look, we couldn't create a commercial better than this. We couldn't create an advertisement better than this, essentially showing the longevity of our product and how how good it can be at keeping your stuff cold, even in hot environments. Like this is like the best commercial that they could get right so they said one we're sending you a brand new mug thank you so much we're sorry that your mug was damaged we're sending you a new one and i'm thinking like well that's that's cool like okay and then the the ceo of the company like the owner the ceo whatever he's like and we also want to buy you a new car i was like what that's super cool right so i you know definitely not expected uh, it's a nice way to to kind of cap off like a really bad situation, because if all of that was true, again, I I can't validate whether it was or wasn't. I'm just telling you about a TikTok that I happened to watch. But if all of that is true, and that cup truly is so well insulated that even with the car completely burned, it still kept water and ice inside of it. That's a great mug. Oh yeah. Right? That that's like the one testimony you needed and that's it. Like oh, it's just crazy. The one thing to mention is that the um the CEO of the cup. Well, you don't want me to have say, more fun I things know. to say. The cup. <laughs> you can hear that I am like crying. <laughs> I'm fine. struggling here. <laughs> um they did say that this would be the one and probably the only time that they'll 
you know, replace the car because of different things and stuff and how the internet works. But that was really cool of, of them to like offer that to her in exchange for her story. I mean, yeah, that's cool. I can already see people on the internet with their beater yep. cars yep. lighting them on fire. If they hadn't yep. said that this is the only time we're doing it, buying a $40 Stanley, putting it in there, you know, firing up their car and being like, Stanley, listen. <laughs> This happens. Listen, listen, Stanley. I know we stick a stick, you know, put you in an envelope and send you across the country, Stanley. But I know that's flat. That's not the mug. That's flat. Flat what? Flat Stanley. Exactly. And I know the the mug, the insulated mug. Oh, the mug. Wrong Stanley. Wrong Stanley. You see why I struggled? (laughs) Are you also still? Are you trying to tell me that Stanley? Like it's not the like people that make tape measures and and knives and stuff, not them no, either. No, 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 no. Totally different company. That's also Stanley. There's yeah. a Stan- <laughs> they make my favorite tape measure. It's called Fat Max. I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mine makes fun of me all the time. It's like, hey, husky. It's <laughs> the one I use. So. Well, there you go. Uh, it's a feel good story. Really bad situation, but like you said, Mel. I'm sure that they were they knew that the internet can be the internet and that's why they threw in that final like this is the only time we're doing this. Let's see how many copycats we get of other oh, products <laughs> that are similar and people doing that and reaching out to the other companies that make them. And, see and then like don't anything. don't go like steal some shoes from a a thrift store and then get put on a bus and sent to dig a holes in the the middle of uh the desert to look for the treasure are you talking about the shia labeouf movie holes yeah <laughs> i'm not even sure how that that I, like yeah correlates it, i'm like 90 percent sure shia labeouf's character's name is stanley in that i movie. hope so <laughs> let's see <laughs> uh holes character oh my god it is stanley because it's stanley backwards it's stanley stanley so he's stanley yelnats so okay (laughs) okay okay i think that's my last stanley i thought i thought the hammer one or the the tape measure one was mine the last one but i've thought of another one that was a good one anymore that's crazy that was a reach man as I, I'm honestly, I'm surprised at myself that I even remembered the film to remember <laughs> that it was from Holes. But okay, we're that that's a thing. Uh, well, I that did just say, happened. I, yeah, I did say dig holes. So that was I was that's hoping true. that somebody you did. would get that's, okay. So okay, well, I mean, hey, it triggered the memory, right? It there we go. Memory, so oh, gotta dig them holes. <laughs> Uh, so a couple other things that I wanted to talk about this one. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a little concerned, but not concerned because I feel like it's just going to be a thing that we can look back on and I'll tell you why. So Ardman, you're familiar with the studio, right? Kind of. So Ardman is the studio that puts together films like Wallace and Gromit, Shaun the Sheep, uh, yeah. um, Chicken Run, you know, it they're they're very famous for the style of animation that they do and a lot of the animation that they do is using a modeling clay uh, specifically called plasticine 
Now, apparently, plasticine. I don't. I don't know the whole story here yet. I'm still learning a little bit more about it. But here's the little that I know. Plasticine apparently was created in the 1970s. And the studio liked it so much because it was really easy to work with. It wasn't uh, like it wouldn't deteriorate or it wouldn't harden as bad as other modeling clays would. You know, it was still pliable. It would keep its form and everything. And it was just this like unicorn clay to play with. Right. So they liked it so much that they went back to the company that made plasticine and they bought out everything in their warehouse so that they can make all of their films. I don't know how many films they have under their belt at this point. I'd have to do a, a quick Google search, but apparently they're running out of plasticine. Like they are reaching the end of what they've had in storage. They wow. have just enough to finish the next Wallace and Gromit movie that's scheduled to like be released next year so they're in this weird place now where i mean i hope the studio doesn't close right because they no longer have this product but i think the last i read is that the studio is looking into alternatives to see what can work the best they're working with companies to figure out how to make something that's similar Uh, Mm -hmm. and they're even taking pixar's route of you know when pixar couldn't find computers and software that could do what they needed they basically built it and that's what Ardman is going to try to do with plasticine they're going to try to recreate this specific modeling clay that they've used or like maybe create like a better version of the formula going forward so I'm rooting for Ardman. I hope they can find a replacement or I hope they can, you know, create a replacement because I I like the Wallace and Gromit films. I think they have this charm to them and the animation style is just fantastic. It's one of those art types that is very slowly getting phased out because of 3D animation and what you can do now, you know. So I'm sure that... At some point, somebody will be able to create a code version of 3D animation that emulates the that plasticine look and the movement and, you know, the stutters that you kind of see with that style of animation. Uh, because I know that Leica has kind of developed their own similar style with, like, stop motion but mm. you can clearly tell a Leica film from an Ardman film, right? Like they've refined right. it and it's so smooth, but yet it still looks like I, I, I'm telling you it, it, the evolution of technology will eventually get us to a place where somebody will be able to emulate the Ardman look like digitally. But for now, I think it's an art form that should continue. And I hope that they're able to do that with their own formula. So I'm rooting for them. I am too. I'm a big fan of um, stop animation, claymation, I should just say. Because you're right, with the different studios, they have a different look. And I'm pretty sure one way or another, they're going to find a good substitute because their films are really, they're popular, they're loved. They're pretty good. And it's a good art form of itself. I don't know... If animating it would look the same, I don't think it's going to have the same, like, 
it's just it's different it's different when you have it in your face and then try to like emulate it but i i could see them trying to find a way to make things happen and yeah i'm with you i'm rooting for them too i didn't did it say like how much of that stuff did they buy because that's quite a few films (laughs) yeah i don't know like they didn't have like a specific weight or quantity or anything, but I did read that they just bought basically everything the the company had made in mm. order to have it in stock for their films. But this was years ago. This was like, I don't know. I'm guessing it was like last century or something, like in the 1900s. <laughs> and, medieval uh, times. In the medieval <laughs> times, yeah. And... They've finally reached the point where they've used enough of it where they basically went through the entire warehouse of what they had, which, I mean, it feels weird, right? Because you would think that years ago, somebody would have been like, hey, we got enough for like two or three more films. Maybe we should start looking into a replacement or figuring out what's going to happen. Not waiting until you're about to finish your last film before Mm -hmm. you tell somebody like, oh, hey, by the way. You've depleted how much you've had in the warehouse. Like you can't make another film, basically. You know what I mean? It seems like a yeah. like a weird move to have to wait that long to figure out that you need more of this stuff. So I can add, I can add you some some context because I've been doing some searching while you guys have been talking. Right on. Awesome. Um, to answer your question, Melissa, <laughs> well, their last shipment they got it said. According to this, uh, they got what they said was two years worth. It came to about 40 boxes, which must have been about 400 kilograms. So this company closed not too long ago. It wasn't in the 1900s. It was a few years ago. Um, <laughs> it <feels like laughs> is when this company closed. Um, Listen, but- time, time means nothing <laughs> anymore, okay? Yes, that's uh, a, a completely true. But... Ardman has uh, released a statement on Instagram uh, saying, we are touched about recent concern over the future of our beloved clay creations, but I wanted to reassure fans that there's absolutely no need to worry. We have high levels of existing stocks of modeling clay to service current and future productions. And much like Wallace and his workshop, we have been tinkering away behind the scenes for quite some time with plans in place to ensure a smooth transition to new stocks to continue to make our iconic productions. So um, it seems to be that... It has all worked itself out, which is very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to like, you know, people not to worry because up until like a couple of days ago, there was all these articles about they're running out of clay. It's like. Um, Actually, that did happen sometime in 2020, 2021, because suddenly everybody had a new hobby and there, there was kind of a yeah. shortage on clay. Well, remember I also told you that glitter was running out at the end of 2022? Which is no. fine. Get rid of glitter. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, like glitter's running out because apparently this company that nobody wants to talk about, like this, there's this huge like conspiracy about like where all the glitter is going and what it's being used for. Anyway, that you could search for it on, on YouTube. I'm glad that you found that because I I read this article, you know, late last week. And so I was concerned. I was like, I, I like Wallace and Gromit. Like, I'm cheering mm-hmm. for them. Like, I, I want them to find a solution for this because I don't want the studio to just, you know, cease to exist because they ran out of their primary tool. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, a uh, couple other things that we're going to jump into. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad. Our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters happen. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, some information on the FGP Squad itself. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you a few additional perks like access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, uh, access to our happy hour calls when we get a chance to do those, discount codes for Podcasters gear, uh, especially when we release new stuff, random giveaways, a special section of Discord, and more. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, let's see. This uh, I didn't have too much on my list. I felt like this should have just been like a like a really chill episode considering that we're going into the holiday weekend. But I will say something that got a little heated was, or our conversation, I think I got a little heated as part of our conversation because Mel sent us a picture of Mel. Why don't you talk about the, the item that you sent before I I share how I felt about this? (laughs) No, I, I felt the same way when I <laughs> sent it to you because I sent it to Jill first and she didn't know about this. So um, I haven't been keeping up with like the foods for Festival of Holidays and I just happened on Instagram. I just happened to see it being posted, but not by Disney. It's by another account. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what? I hold up. This is this is weird because one. The format is familiar, and I'm like, no, this is not coming from DCA. It's a picture. It only shows, I'm assuming this is going to be the half, but there is something called the shareable loaded torta. I'm not even going to call it a beast. It's not. It's $49.99, and they say it's listed as you could serve it for, or you could you know, share with like another person or up to four. I love tortas, you know, this, this just, it's just a special thing. Isn't, yeah, it's a sandwich, but it's the way it's made with the ingredients and everything. It makes sense. I'm looking at this and I'm like, what is this? That's not a torta. That That's not, um, yeah, they got the bread, right? But the bread is just dry. Like it's not toasted. I'm like, okay, strike one. Where's the avocado? I don't see it. It's a spread. No. No, no, no. We we need the slices of avocado. That's what makes a, a torta. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't just spread it. No, it has to be slices. See, I'm already starting. <laughs> and so when I saw it, I'm like, nah, this is not real. There's no way. And so I go on the Disneyland app. I'm like, let me go see. Let me see. Yes, it is real. I'm looking at it and it's like, if this is 50 bucks, even if I were to split it in half, I wouldn't pay 25 for this. This is, no. I could get chicken dinner at Plaza for cheaper and probably get, I'm sorry to say, better food. <laughs> it, okay, breath. 
<laughs> so <laughs> it it's I get it. I I get what they're doing, but it's like this is not worth fifty dollars. It's not worth it. Even if you were to share it, no, you could go literally within a mile or all around and find a bakery that's a mom and pops. You know that they have better food. You could get the malas there for way cheaper and bring it to the park. You could mm-hmm. do that. I've done that. I brought in uh, panduce. Security was like, that looks good. All right, carry on. Yep. Just saying. Yeah, this is no. <laughs> this is so like, I, no. I looked it up because I'm trying to like find a different picture than the one you sent because it looked pretty small on this. So I I I found another an article talking about the different foods and stuff for the holidays at Disneyland. And it says this one article says Disney has rolled out a massive shareable loaded torta about the size of a football. Um, so if that's to be believed, that's pretty big in my book. Um, I mean, I don't know, uh, what type of football, like regulation football or like a Nerf football. I mean, those are significantly smaller in this one picture. Like there are four tomato slices end to end going across the, the, the whole sandwich. So, So I mean, it looks pretty big. I sent you a picture, Andrew. Uh-huh. Yeah, of yeah, what a torta one? is. Okay. So that's what you're supposed to have. It's like a like a panini. Yeah. Yeah. But well, better. this is this but is better, a yeah. <laughs> bi- this is just a big one. I don't know. It it's I guess it's just because I have no experience in the the torta space to it just looks like a big old sandwich to me and it then does. behind it is like a quarter of a wa- a whole watermelon. So, I mean, <laughs> if yeah, you can strange. feed Now, here's the thing. If you can if you can actually feed cuz it says 2 to 4 people. If you can actually feed 4 people off of the price tag, then it's not as bad, but if it depend until being able to see it in person and you know, take a tape me- my Stanley tape measure to it. Um <laughs> I I'm skeptical to to see, you know, if it, you know, if if you're able to feed four, then I think the price is worth it. But if not, then yeah, it's it may be a uh, they're trying to you know because it's a special dish just for the holidays. Uh, you know, price gouge you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a ton of stuff that Disney puts out as far as food is concerned, and <clears throat> you know, I. I know that we try to be positive and stuff about the things yeah. that we talk about, especially with Disney. But I have to admit, food at the resort can be hit or miss, right? There are some things oh, that's that under- are the priced. That's understatement of the world. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I'm trying to be generally positive about it. I think I there's know. some food that you get that hits that sweet spot of how much you get versus what you paid for it. Like the value is there, right? And there's stuff like this that I feel is just underwhelming. Like I haven't seen this in person, but I've purchased enough items, food items at the Disneyland Resort that I'll just, I'll straight out tell you, not all of it is great. You know, some of it looks fantastic in a picture, but then you try to eat it and it, it's not good it's like dry and uh i had a very similar experience at galaxy's edge like we ate some food at galaxy's edge 
and everyone on Instagram was like raving about this. It was like the like you have to try this at Galaxies, and I did, and it was dry, and it needed sauce, and it wasn't great. I don't know if it was just the day that I got it. It just happened to not be good. But if it was the only experience I had where like that wasn't good, then I would think it was an anomaly, right? But I've purchased enough things where after spending 15 or $20 on food and then I get what I get, I'm like, really? This is what I paid 20 bucks for? So this one, like I'm looking at this torta and I'm thinking to myself, even if it does feed like like four people, according to them, like this, you know, it might feed two. Uh, it's like a $20 thing. It's like a 20 maybe $25 food item. It's not $50 worth, man. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like this is one of those items that's more presentation than anything else. And because you're getting this huge slice of watermelon, you're thinking to yourself, man, this is massive. I'm getting a great deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally do. And I mean, here's the here's my theory on the price of of holiday and special limited time food is like Disneyland in general is like a big old machine and they bring in, you know, that's eight billion chicken legs or whatever and eight billion that like everything that's why all the menus end up being the same like five things because it's cheap and easy to get and they can put them in these kitchens and so anything that is not one of those you know two dozen things that they have regularly and are that easy to produce they're going to either get rid of you know change that menu out right away or jack the price up because it's like all right well we can't buy them in the biggest bulk we possibly can so it's limited time and it's limited price it costs us more to make and us more to to get and so in turn we jack up the price even more even if it is seems ridiculous um but i also try to like think of like i'm trying to like compare it to like one slice of pizza at like let's say pizza planet mm-hmm. uh, red uh little green alien pizza port whatever the heck it's called <laughs> pizza plant i don't know whatever something, it's called something 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 pizza pizza um that's like what 15 bucks a 12 to 15 bucks for a slice of pizza so i mean if you if you think about it if if you compare the the tiny amount of cheese tiny amount of like tomato sauce and a you know crackery uh piece of bread <laughs> for your $15 piece of pizza and then you have a $50 you know thing with lettuce and tomato and chicken and all sauce and peppers and water like it's a you know in the in my Disneyland deals brain because you kind of have to section that off right you I go to Disney you go to Disney Disneyland math. and be like, yeah, you go to Disneyland and be like, okay, you know, I know I'm paying five fifty for a Coke that I can buy for 99 cents. Like, this is the same Coke, this Coke I can buy for, uh, you know, two bucks at the, 
at the 7-Eleven 25 feet pa- out, across. I can buy it for a $2 with the guy at the with the cooler outside on freaking <laughs> on on Catella or whatever with a hot dog is. and three tacos as well. Yeah, and and but you're paying the premium because you're trapped in there. I mean, you're not trapped, but you say I'm too lazy to walk my butt out the gate and go across the street to Denny's to get a deal that you know a meal at a third of the price so that's that's where they get you and they know they can do it yeah in in reality that's a 15 dollar meal at a at a normal restaurant if you're getting it at disneyland it's a 50 it's a 50 dollar meal and i i i don't know i mean i i get it i don't want to get it like i would rather it be cheap because then i would buy more things at disneyland yeah (laughs) I mean, look, the the thing about the Festival of Holidays is, you know, I've attended multiple and I haven't obviously been this year, but I've attended multiple and the markup is there, obviously, even with, you know, when you buy the tabs, you buy that little pass and it's got the tabs mm-hmm. and everything. We calculated what the worth was. And I believe we recommended at the time, I don't know what it costs now, but there was like this breaking point where it was better to just buy the thing outright versus using one of your tabs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it was more expensive, use the tab. If it was cheaper, just pay for it. And I have to admit, there's been tons of stuff that I've had at the Festival of Holidays that is absolutely just delicious. Right? Like you you have it and then you salivate just thinking about it months later because it just sticks inside of you and you just remember how good that thing was. But then there's also things that I've had at Festival of Holidays that I never want to see again. Like I like they were just not good. The presentation was horrible, like nothing like the picture when they first advertised it. And more importantly, the taste just wasn't there. Right. So. Uh, I've had good and bad experiences when I go to Festival of Holidays, but you're right. The, you do expect the markup, but $50 for a torta, dude? Come on, man. That's like, it's, this isn't I, Napa Rose, bro. This is Paradise Garden Grill or something. Like, where do they have this, Mel? Like, I, yeah, you were right. Paradise Garden it's, Grill. <laughs> it's not Napa Rose or Blue Bayou. Well, if it's at Blue Bayou, it'd be ninety nine dollars. It probably it's, would be. It's big. <laughs> I I think I think the thing that it comes down to is we need to figure out how big it is. So yeah. uh, we need to send Larry on a mission to yes, figure out how agreed. big this torta is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just a sandwich. Like, <laughs> yeah. That here's a thing too. Here's a whole other tangent I'll get on with sandwiches. Why don't they just have like sandwiches at Disneyland? Me and my wife Tina think. have talked about this plenty of times in the past. Why is there not just like a deli sandwich place to be like, I would like a turkey sandwich, please, on you know a Subway in Disneyland, but like better. Because like then you they think can't that sell you an the- eight dollar slice of pizza. No, they just make it a $50 sandwich and I'd still buy it because sometimes you don't want fried food. You just want like a sandwich. (laughs) I think it comes down to what you said. Like we're like we're just too lazy to walk. Right. Because technically they did have that. It was called Earl of Sandwich at downtown Disney. And if you took the monorail (gasps) from still there tomorrow, they went into where the La Brea thing is. There's a Earl of Sandwich is there now. Right, but historically what I'm saying is that if we were in Tomorrowland, 
uh-huh. you had the option of hopping on the monorail and exiting at downtown Disney in front of the location, right? Yeah. And then you can buy your sandwich, you can go back in. But instead, we would walk over to Pizza Planet and pay $8 for a slice of pizza. Yeah, but just take, like, freaking, I don't know, some restaurant that nobody cares about, like the, the freaking Red Rose Tavern or something, and just put sandwiches there instead. Like, what's in the Red Rose Tavern that... It. in? That anybody cares about flatbread pizza, they got that at other places. Mm-hmm. Bad hamburger, they have that at other places. <laughs> bad hamburger is actually how it shows up on the menu. Yeah, don't bad forget dry hamburger. <laughs> dry bad, but also wet for some reason. Dry, but also oh, like w- covered in water. A uh, hamburger. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's plenty of places like or the the like the Tomorrowland Terrace. Like again, bad hamburger. Bad chicken sandwich, bad whatever. Put sandwiches, put a Subway in, put a Beach Hut deli, I don't know. Put <laughs> Quiznos, revive Quiznos, and <gasps> put it in <laughs> in Disneyland. Get rid of, here, I'll, I'll go even further. Get rid of the, you know. Wait, you know what? Uh, this hmm. makes for a really good armchair. Hold on to that. Where to put a sandwich place Where to put, Where to put different place. foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, I'm just changing. What foods do we want to bring in? Sandwiches. Yeah. Sandwiches. <laughs> Who's with? I mean, I, there's got to be people over there. I Go like on the, the Discord. Idea, tell man. me. Tell me if you want a deli sandwich. I don't want a hot sup. It's summer. I don't want a hot sandwich. I don't want a. <laughs> but the option to get it the... toasted, right? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, go ahead. But like, why can't I just get a turkey and cheese or whatever? Like, not yeah. like a prepackaged, like, gross Starbucks one or whatever, or like a 7 <laughs> Eleven one. Sorry. Like a deli sandwich. Prepackaged food, prepackaged sandwiches are the worst. They're always, the bread's always like the soggiest bread in the world. I could talk about sandwiches all day. Yes. And I have the, I eat the plainest sandwiches on the planet. You guys know I'm the plainest eater on the planet. So yes, uh, it would be, you it, are. <laughs> they, would, they would make hand over fist on the sandwich I would make because it'd have three things on it. And they'd charge me for all the things. I love it. Let's bring a sandwich place in. Sorry, guys. I like this idea for armchair, tangent. Mel. I, I think it'd be yeah. a really fun idea to to figure out what foods we want to bring in and where we would place them. And yeah. if we want to theme them to something, you know, related. So, yeah, let's put a pin in that one. Make that a future episode. That's a great idea. Uh, all right. Well, I <laughs> let's jump to something else that I think was much better news for a lot of people. Let's hop over to Disneyland. Let's hop over to Frontierland for a bit. Andrew, tell mm. us the news coming out of Frontierland. All right. We're about a week past uh, the news dropping that uh, the scourge of the uh, Earth the no, I'm just kidding. We probably shouldn't call him that. <laughs> but uh, the thorn in the sides of many a people walking uh, in through the gates of Frontierland, saying, "Hmm, would there be? Wouldn't be nice if I could like sit on a bench in this nice shady area of Frontierland? There's a big old tree and a big wall. It makes nice of shade. But no, there's a bunch of people with like." old CD binders full of pins. Then they're all like standing in the planters and they have their little lights clipped on and they're walking around. No more. The, the, the pin folks are not allowed to display 
their pins on the benches, any benches in the parks at all. They're not allowed to bring illuminated, you know, illumination for their things. They're only allowed to carry one pin bag into the parks, use them at designated areas, uh, only up until 3 p.m. So there's lots of new regulations for um, pin traders or like pin hawking people that uh, I have no sympathy for the people that that were taking up the benches in Frontierland, if you could tell. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so long story short, the the folks that were taking up all the benches in Frontierland uh "Quote unquote trading pins uh, are no longer going to be there. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> That's great news. That is great news. There was plenty time where we tried to find a place to sit, and we had to keep walking and find another place because that just wasn't available. So, you know, I got nothing against pin trading. I love pin trading. I think Correct. you know the the opportunity to you know meet someone and talk about the pin and get something that you've never seen or from another park or something is fantastic. The 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 dark side about pin trading is obviously that there's a lot of counterfeits out there, and if you don't know what to look out for, then you can easily be scammed, right? You could have something that's really valuable and be told something else that you're trading is really valuable when it was just a poor replica, you know, and you basically got, you know, cheated out of your pin. So there is a lot that goes into pin trading. There is an art form to it. And, uh, you know, if there's a place, a designated place where you can do it, great. But, when you're taking up all that space, it, you know, it messes with people's days. And I think that's what some people just aren't conscious of. They care about what they can do. And, you know, there there's a lot of entitlement, you know, with, with a lot of the people that would post up there. Let's share the benches, right? That's what they're there for. They're for all of us to sit in. So... I'm glad there's some regulations. I'm glad that Disney didn't 100% take it away. I'm glad that there's still a place where they can do it because, like I said, I enjoy pin trading, and I think it's just a fun little thing that you can do when you're in the parks. But I'm glad that there's a time, a place, and a how you can do it now. You know, And if we could somehow find a way to make it so that people don't get cheated out of their pins, like there's some... I, you know how like eBay has like their eBay authenticators and stuff now where they mm -hmm. make sure that you don't like you're not getting cheated out of like your pair of like Jordans or whatever. They should have something at Disneyland, too, where it validates your pin trade or something. It, there's a lot of trust usually that that has to go into this pin trade. Right. But if you had somebody there to validate the pin trade and say, yes, this is a valid Disney pin from you know, Disneyland Paris or whatever that you're trading for this one from opening day of DCA. I don't know. Just just to say, you know, a couple pins. That'd be awesome. That would be a great service to have, you know, that I think would ensure that more people do the pin trading. Yeah, definitely. Having some sort of verification, because I know, I, I mean, even I've heard stories of people going over there, you know, looking little kids or whatever, and, and you know, they go, oh, I have this to trade. Oh, I really like this pen. Oh, that's not worth this much. Da, 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 da. You know, some of those, you know, depending on the person can be not quite uh, uh, kind, too kind to a little kid who doesn't know the value of a... Yeah. Of a 
of a pin or they'll be like, all right, well, go buy me a pink value pin in the store and and bring it back to me and I'll trade you for that or whatever. Or go buy me this specific one and I'll trade you that one for this one kind of thing. And that's that's just kind of like being a business in Disneyland, which is a thing you're not allowed to do. Exactly. other thing I had I had seen somebody shared a picture. It was unless you're a the, sandwich uh, shop, right? Well, if you're a sandwich <laughs> shop owned by the Walt Disney Company, yes, you can. <laughs> you can. Uh, you can't just like roll up a cart and be like, "I'm making sandwiches." It's kind of like maybe those kids we that, should. Like, There's free benches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those kids that like in school would be like, all right, I've got candy bars in my backpack and sodas like I'm hey, selling them. Hey, we <laughs> made a lot of money selling corn nuts back in the day. <laughs> um, but I had uh, I had seen online, uh, I think it was Twitter or whatever, former the artist formerly known as Twitter was somebody had shared a photo of. You know, the all the benches full of pins and stuff. There's like two people behind the benches and then the whole bench is just covered with all those CD binders or whatever. And then there's a family sitting on the ground eating their lunch. Yeah. Like on the on the ground, like next to a planner. It's like, mm-hmm. hmm, I wonder what the the problem is here. So, yeah, I, I'm 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 sorry if you're a listener and you're one of the like nine people i've ever seen the same nine people i've ever seen uh bringing all your binders but uh that's not something you should probably be doing i think it's uh gotten out of hand and uh i'm happy for the new regulations yeah i think we're gonna see disney cutting back on a lot of stuff very soon there there's a lot like i said there's a lot of entitlement in the park right now and i think they're trying mm-hmm. to make it a better experience for for a lot of people i feel like we're going to see a lot of changes at disney world first because it's the more trafficked of the two especially since that's more of the vacation destination but we'll probably see a lot of that trickle down into disneyland you know over the course of the next year or two so uh i'm sure it's a welcome change for a lot of people you know, and I don't expect this to be the last of those changes that happen. So keep an eye out, you know. Uh, all right. Uh, before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew today, <clears throat> right before we started recording, uh, I don't know if it was breaking news at that point. It was breaking news for me because I hadn't seen the article. But uh, Andrew, do you want to talk about the Variety article that you sent to us? Sure, yeah. Um, I believe the article is from, I have it up here, it is from Today, um, and this other one is also from Today, uh, around noonish. Dave Filoni, Mr. Star Wars man himself, famous for, you know, Mandalorian things and Star Wars, The Clone Wars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, has now uh, changed his position uh, within Lucasfilm and is now the chief creative officer uh, at Lucasfilm. So he is now going to be, uh, according to this article, will be in charge of planning the future of the Star Wars franchises. So, yeah, I think this is something that people on the internet have been clamoring for ever since, you know, uh, the you know, Ahsoka was such a big hit and all the episodes that, that Dave was in charge of, of Mandalorian, um were went over very well that they're saying this is the person we need in charge of Star Wars that needs to tell 
the you know tell us what to do with Star Wars and it looks like uh, Lucasfilm has uh, done that so it looks like uh, Dave Filoni will be working uh, very closely with Kathleen Kennedy and uh, Carrie Beck who is uh, the head of development at Lucasfilm according to this it says Filoni weighs in on nar- uh, on a narrative level while Kennedy oversees Lucasfilm and Breck- uh, Beck brings other filmmakers into the fold. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just basically somebody, it's kind of like the, he's the, you know, akin to the Kevin Feige at Marvel. He, he's the Mm. James Gunn at DC now, you know, he's, he's going to set the, the tone and the pace and the, where the story's going for Star Wars. Right on. Yeah, this is definitely a change that I that a lot of Star Wars fans have been asking for for some time. So I'm sure that when news broke that there was a collective sigh along with a collective cheer and uh, all sorts of other like Wookiee noises coming from people <laughs> celebrating. Utini! Yeah, because wasn't it was Life Day recently, wasn't it? The yeah, the 17th. 17th. The, the 17th, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm surprised that they didn't announce this on Life Day. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. True. Right? Yeah. Right? Breathing new life into the Star Wars franchise. But hey, and like, we it happened it. And, and we <laughs> got it. So yeah, I like Dave Filoni. I think the, the work that he's been doing is fun. It's, you know, for somebody that's not a huge Star Wars fan like me, I've definitely appreciated the storytelling aspects and elements that he brings to the franchise so i think this is a good move i think the the correlation that you made of calling him kind of like the kevin feige of star wars the way that it's currently set up in the structure Mm -hmm. with kathleen kennedy still kind of running everything i think is a really great way to illustrate like how the how the structure is going to function so i'm looking forward to what we're going to be getting all right well I, i think it's time to start ramping things down uh, and the way that we do that is by celebrating the Disney 100 Years of Wonder with our own little tribute segment, talking about facts and stuffs of the Disney company over the last 100 years, and a little segment that we like to call Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with the great Mr. Andrew. All right, so this... Uh a week we would be talking about Stanley and Stanley. All and right. The Stanley flat brothers. And mug. Yeah, the Stanley <laughs> flat Stanley, you stick them in the Stanley cup and then you measure and you, no okay. We're done with the Stanley bits. It's late. Let's get these uh facts moving along. The years this week are 2015 and 2016. Uh, for films released in 2015, we have February 20th, McFarland, USA, March 13th, Cinderella, April 17th, Monkey Kingdom, May 1st, Avengers Age of Ultron, May 22nd, Tomorrowland, June 19th, Inside Out, July 17th, Ant-Man, October 16th, Bridge of Spies, November 25th, The Good Dinosaur, and December 18th, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Shorts released this year are February 10th, The Further Adventures of Thunderbolt, March 13th, Frozen Fever, June 19th, Lava, October 13th, Riley's First Date, 
and November 25th, Sanjay's Super Team. And at the Oscars this year, uh, Big Hero 6 won Best Animated Feature, and Feast won Best Animated Short Film. Uh, for TV in 2015, the premieres are January 4th, Gallivant, January 6th, Agent Carter, January 18th, Casey Undercover. You know what? I'm just going to skip getting all the dates here. Nobody cares. There's a lot of dates to read. So here we go. Casey Undercover, Miles from Tomorrowland, Pen Zero, Part-Time Hero, Secrets and Lies, American Crime, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Muppet Moments, Future Worm, Stitchers, Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, Descendants, the film, the DCOM, uh, Bunked, Guardians of the Galaxy, the series, Pickle and Peanut, PJ Masks, The Muppets, and Quantico. Uh, shows ending in 2015, we have Kickin' It, Revenge, Phineas and Ferb, Hulk and the Agents of Smash, Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, Mighty Med, Young and Hungry, and Wicked City. Uh, video games released in 2015. We have Miles from Tomorrowland Missions, Inside Out Thought Bubbles, Marvel Future Fight, Star Wars Commander, Disney Infinity 3.0, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, but the X looks weird, Just Dance Disney Party 2, Gravity Falls Legend of the Gnome Gemulets, uh, Gemulets? Maybe it's Gemulets. Phineas and Ferb, Day of Doofenshmirtz, and Star Wars Battlefront. For theme parks in 2015, January 7th, the Sorcerer's Hat is demolished in Hollywood at Hollywood Boulevard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. March 23rd, Disney purchases the Carousel Inn and Suites Hotel located across from Disneyland. March 28th, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto opens in the Polynesian Hotel at Walt Disney World. March 31st, Innoventions closes in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. April 1st, Disney's Blizzard Beach celebrates its 20th anniversary. On May 9th, the Hatbox Ghost returns to the Haunted Mansion Woo! in New Orleans Yay! Square at Disneyland. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 15th, Condor Flats reopens as Grizzly Peak Airfield at California Adventure. May 22nd, Disneyland begins celebrating its 60th anniversary with a 24-hour party, which includes the premieres of the Paint the Night Parade, Disneyland Forever Fireworks Show, and World of Color Celebrate. Also this day, the Matterhorn Bobsleds reopens in Fantasyland with some new special effects and an updated Yeti. On July 1st, Peter Pan's Flight reopens in Fantasyland at Disneyland with new special effects and an updated nursery scene. July 17th, Disneyland celebrates its 60th anniversary. On July 26th, the Golden Mickeys has its final performance in Fantasyland at Hong Kong Disneyland. September 12th, Hong Kong Disneyland celebrates its 10th anniversary. September 29th, Downtown Disney is officially renamed Disney Springs in Walt Disney World. November 16th, Star Wars Launch Bay and Superhero HQ open in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. November 17th, Hong Kong Disneyland begins its 10th anniversary celebration, which includes the premiere of Mickey and the Wondrous Book in the Storybook Theater and Disney in the Stars uh, receives a brand new projection mapping update. December 1st, Star Wars Launch Bay opens in the Animation Courtyard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. December 6th, Captain EO closes in the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot to make way for the Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival. Uh, for Disney Cruise Line in 2015, Villains Tonight has its final performance on the Disney Magic. And November 11th, 
Tangled, the musical, replaces Villains Tonight on the Disney Magic. Uh, other notable events of 2015, on August 16th, the D23 Expo is held in Anaheim. And on November 6th, the D23 Expo is held in Tokyo at Tokyo Disney Resort. The Disney Legends class of 2015, the inductees are George Bodenheimer, Andreas Deja, uh, Johnny Depp, Ivan Earl, Danny Elfman, George Lucas, Susan Lucci, uh, Julie Ream, and uh, oh, Julie Ream Casaletto, uh, and Carson Van Osten. Austin, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, deaths, uh, notable deaths of 2015, we have February 27th, Leonard Nimoy, June 7th, Christopher Lee, June 22nd, James Horner, July 5th, Blaine Gibson, September 1st, Dean Jones, October 6th, Kevin Cochran, and December 4th, Robert Loja. That brings us to 2016. Films released in 2016 are The Finest Hours, Zootopia, The Jungle Book, Captain America Civil War, Alice Through the Looking Glass, Finding Dory, The BFG, Pete's Dragon, uh, King... <laughs> Queen of Katway, Doctor Strange, Moana, ran Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The shorts released are Piper, Marine Life Interviews, and Inner Workings. And at the Oscars in 2016, uh, Bridge of Spies receives a Best Actor in a Supporting Role, and Inside Out uh, wins for Best Animated Feature. Uh, for TV, premieres in 2016 are Shadowhunters, The Lion Guard, Stuck in the Middle, Lab Rats, Elite Force, Walk the, uh, Walk the Prank, the 100th Disney Channel original movie Adventures in Babysitting, Bizarre Vark, <laughs> uh, Elena of Havilor, Milo Murphy's Law, and The Swap. Shows ending in 2016, we have Minnie's Bow Tunes, Gravity Falls, Agent Carter, Boom. The Muppets, <laughs> to all three of those, Gravity Falls, Agent Carter, and The Muppets, um, yep. Benny and the Ghost, Wander Over Yonder, The 7D, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Uh, for video games released in 2016, we have Disney Crossy Roads, uh, Disney Art Academy, Disney Magical World 2, and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. For theme parks in 2016, January 4th, Soren closes for refurbishment in the Land Pavilion at Epcot to make way for Soren Around the World. January 10th, a day that will live in infamy, Aladdin Musical Spectacular has its final performance at the Hyperion Ooh. Theater, California Adventure, Big Boo, the biggest boo you could ever boo in your entire life, Aladdin Musical Spectacular, the greatest show that's ever uh, been in a theme park or on a stage at all. Uh, we'll probably do, eventually I want to do an entire episode on Aladdin Musical Spectacular, but that's not the place to do that right now. So, January 11th, uh, to be construction on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Big Thunder Ranch closes permanently, as well as Fantasmic, the Disneyland Railroad, Mark Twain Riverboat, Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes, Sailing Ship Columbia, and Pirate Slayer on Tom Sawyer Island all temporarily close. On January 19th, Toy Story Pizza Planet Arcade closes in the streets of America at Disney's Hollywood Studios. January 31st, Animagique has its final performance in Toon Studios at Walt Disney Studio Park. February 8th, Disney California Adventure celebrates its 15th anniversary. March 7th, Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters opens in Cars Land. Uh, March 20th, Big Band Beat 
uh, closes in the American water- Waterfront at Tokyo Disney Sea to begin its refurbishment in preparation for the park's 15th anniversary. It returned on April 15th. March 30th, Mad Tea Party has its final performance in Hollywood Land, California Adventure. April 2nd, Dream Along with Mickey has its final performances at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, also on April 2nd, Lights, Motor, Action, Extreme Stunt Show has its final performance. Uh, and nearby locations around the streets of America close to make way for Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. April 15th, the Year of Wishes begins at Tokyo Disney Sea in celebration of its 15th anniversary. April 17th, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration has its final performance at in Hollywoodland, a California adventure. Uh, April 29th, the Earful Tower is demolished in uh, Hollywood Studios. On May 14th, Disney Dollars, the official currency of the Disney Park, ceases being issued and distributed. They still remain valid for par- uses at the parks, cruise lines, and Disney stores. On May 16th, Storm Rider closes in Port Discovery at Tokyo Disney Sea. On May 27th, Frozen Live at the Hyperion Theater premieres in Hollywood Land at Disney California Adventure. June 15th, Soarin' Over California closes in Grizzly Peak uh, to make way for Soarin' Over the World. June 16th, Shanghai Disneyland opens to the public. Attractions include Fantasia Carousel, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Honey Pot Spin, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Jetpacks, Explorer Canoes, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Voyage of the Crystal Grotto, Buzz Lightyear Planet Rescue, Roaring Rapids, Soarin' Over the Horizon, Peter Pan's Flight, Tron Like Cycle Power Run, and Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure. On June 17th, Soarin' Around the World opens in Grizzly Peak, California Adventure, as well as the Land Pavilion at Epcot. On June 21st, Frozen Ever After opens in Epcot's Norway Pavilion. August 29th, Elani celebrates its 5th anniversary. September 4th, Tokyo Disney Sea celebrates its 15th anniversary. September 5th, Disney's 60th anniversary celebration ends, which includes the ending of... Uh, Disneyland Forever, World of Color Celebrate, and the regular run of the Paint the Night Parade. On September 6th, World of Color reverts back to its original form in Paradise Pier. October 1st, Walt Disney World Resort and the Magic Kingdom celebrate its 45th anniversary. October 2nd, The Muppets Present Great Moments in American History premieres in Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom. October 3rd, Muppet Mobile Labs returns to Future World at Epcot. October 9th, Main Street Electrical Parade ends its run at the Magic Kingdom. I should say glows away forever again. Um, October 28th, Muppet Mobile Lab has its final performance at Future World at Epcot. November 4th, an English version of the Tokyo Disneyland fireworks show Once Upon a Time premieres at the Magic Kingdom as part of its 45th anniversary. Uh, November 14th, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam premieres at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And November 18th, Pizza Rizzo opens in the Muppet Courtyard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. For Disney Cruise Line in 2016, May 7th, Toy Story the Musical has its final performance on the Disney Wonder, and by November 10th, Frozen, a musical spectacular, premieres on the Disney Wonder. Um, Other notable events of 2016, on January 12th, ABC Family changes its name to Freeform. Uh, Notable deaths of 2016, we have January 10th, David Bowie, January 14th, Alan Rickman, February 28th, Jack Lindquist, March 24th, Gary Shandling, July 19th, Gary Marshall, October 13th, Kenny Baker, uh, November 4th, Jean-Jacques Perry, November 24th, Florence Henderson, 
uh, December 27th, Carrie Fisher, December 28th, Debbie Reynolds, and December 30th, Tyrus Wong. So those have been the great moments for the years 2015 and 2016 with me, Mr. Andrew. <clears throat> I, I can always tell how late it is by our energy levels by the end of recording time. <laughs> And I get, I just looked at the clock and I realized, oh, okay, yeah, that's late. So we should wrap it up. That's why I stopped reading the year, the the dates. I'm like, ah, nobody cares about the date this came out. I'll there's, just list the There's people the they care we'll about the quicker. dates, but I realize well, you can like, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. We're gonna be planning our next draft very soon. And I think for the next draft, what did we decide, Mel? We're going to be doing Christmas or holiday movies. holiday movies. films. Yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, not just Disney, but we're also going to be including the Fox catalog. In Anything Disney owns. Yeah. Yep. So yep, yep. that's going to be coming soon. Prepare for that. If you want to participate and create your own draft, share it over on Discord. We're debating whether or not we should release the list of of films that we can select from or if we should just do what we did with the renaissance draft and just you know spit out what we want and just see who gets it uh that might be the more exciting way let us know which way you would prefer the only reason i think we would want to release the films early is so that more people can participate but Maybe if we don't, it'll just be a little bit of a surprise. Maybe we'll find some films that we wish we would have included that we didn't. Yeah, that's maybe true. You, maybe you forgot that Disney owns Home Alone. Mm -hmm. It's definitely <laughs> uh, for consideration on my list. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> All right. Get those wet bandits. That's right. That's it. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone bye see ya part of the podcasters network